Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Loose Units, Loose Ends, the spin-off podcast where Dad and I keep you company throughout this bizarre pandemic that is ravaging the world. People are locked down, people are locked up, people are running around. It's crazy stressful. I'm Paul Verhoeven. That's John Verhoeven. Thank you so much for all your amazing, amazing correspondence over the past few weeks. Also, thank you so much to our New Zealand fans. Last episode, Dad, if you recall, we mentioned the fact that we would like to come and do a live show in New Zealand, and we have been bombarded with requests and suggestions for places to go and all kinds of stuff. So a huge shout out to our New Zealand fans and hello to our French, Spanish and Japanese fans too. Apparently we've been creeping up pretty fast on the charts in those countries, which is very exciting. So merci, gracias and arigato gozaimasu. I think when you were speaking in those languages a few minutes ago Hmm. or seconds ago. It was just now. No, but I think you actually said grassy ass. Okay. Now, if you had a grassy ass, yep, that would indicate you'd been um, perhaps you had no clothes on and you slid down a grassy slope. Okay. And your and when you clenched your buttocks, you managed to catch onto a few blades of grass. Mm-hmm. That's the analogy that I draw from your shit pronunciation. <laughs> okay. Jesus Christ. Dad, you have a house in Thailand with mum. I do, um, yes. Yep. You have never once spoken a word of Thai. You have coasted through years of being a resident there and you've never spoken any Thai. So when I try and say gracias, you give me a give me some fucking props, okay? Okay. <laughs> I don't speak Thai. No, you don't. If I like to speak if I if I do delve into linguistic linguistics things then I like Struggling to do it, English today. I like to do it. Paul, yeah. Time out. Stop okay. putting shit on me, okay? I'm sorry. I love you. Listen, I have a great uh, series of amazing emails and messages and all kinds of lovely things from our listeners across the world. I haven't heard them, have I? No, I'm gonna I'm gonna read them for you now, and we can talk about them. Here we go. So this- before you go into this um, deep and meaningful section of the show, yeah. Um, not to say the entire show isn't deep and meaningful. <laughs> <laughs> I need some coffee. I know. You've um, had any? I've had two. <laughs> I need some coffee. No, but two, two have... doesn't do it for me. 
Yeah, you've raised the you've raised the tolerance too high. Let me read this. This is from Dana. Listening to the latest episode about the funeral, I'm just curious as to why you don't have a live stream for the people who couldn't attend to watch so they could also be a part. We had a funeral last Friday as well and did the live stream thing for families stuck in other countries and families stuck in nursing homes and couldn't attend. Dana. Dad, I know we joked about whacking a GoPro on your head for the for the funeral. Um, I didn't but- know you were joking. Well, I mean, I guess we don't have a GoPro, but I mean... No, but I, you... I, I would have bought one, but is it... It's Dana, isn't it? Yeah, it's Dana. Look, the GoPro idea, Dana, you are an ideas person. Now, for those people that know me very well, of which there are very few people, mm. um, when I say to someone, you're an ideas person, that is a compliment from the top shelf. Would you agree, Paul? Yeah. But Dana, what about this? What about we do a take two where we do a reenactment of the funeral? And uh, we, we live stream it. No, that's not a good idea. Not really. No. no. I find it interesting that people are having to... It must be a very odd... I mean, it's weird enough working from home, right? I mean, so many people across the world are working from home, working remotely, and even being able to do that is something of a privilege given how you know many jobs are disappearing at the moment. But mm. to be able to sit there at your home and watch the funeral of a loved one streaming must be very odd. That must be a very odd experience. Mm. Well, I didn't give it a lot of thought, as is obvious because we didn't do it. And, yeah, look, it's a... um, I think I mentioned it to the funeral home and Wilson family funerals. But, yeah, look, it's a good point. I'm going to actually have a meeting with Anne um, in the next few days and I might just talk about that with her and see, you know, what they do. Okay. Because they're probably people that, well, they're obviously people that do it, particularly in this climate. Mm. But yeah, look, um, in hindsight, um, I would like to have done that, particularly for the for our for you and Anne and Mark um, and relatives in the Netherlands. No one from Holland could come. Of course, which is a bummer. Of course. Okay, right. Well, I mean, that's really interesting. Yeah, if you want to reach out to your contacts and see how that would have worked, I'm mm. very curious. Mm. I have. So many questions to get through for you, Dad. So many things that people have sent through. This one's from Kate Mitchell. Hey, John, thank you for sharing such a personal story. How we all deal with death is so personal, but it's nice to hear other people's stories. This year will mark 10 years since my granddad passed unexpectedly. I'd given birth to my daughter only a week before he died. He was coming up to Perth from the southwest on the following weekend. He had a sudden heart attack and was flown to Perth. We were told he was going to be brought out of ICU and onto a ward, so I would go see him then. However, that night he passed away. He never got to meet my daughter, which still cuts deep now. I asked to be a pallbearer. Myself, my cousins, and a few family friends carried his coffin out of the hearse and up the pile of dirt to the graveside. I really understood the meaning of dead weight then, haha. But honestly, lowering him down was the hardest thing I ever had to do. He was buried alongside his two sons, but I was wondering a random question. My grandparents paid for a double plot. Does this mean they will dig till they hit the first coffin to bury the second, or will there be a reasonable amount of earth between them? Kate. Brilliant. Brilliant question. So, with a double plot in terms of it's one on top of the other. Mm. So, the person that goes in first, be it the husband or wife or whatever configuration of family or friends or however that you want to do it, mm-hmm. the grave digger or diggers, they dig an extra, extra deep hole. So, they then lay the first coffin at the very bottom and then they fill it in. Then in months or years or decades to come, yeah. when it's time to um, 
for the for the second person, mm. they then they already know that there's a coffin, and there would be probably industry standards. So let's imagine that um, if it's a double grave, we're probably talking maybe ten feet down, which is mm-hmm. really deep. Yeah. Um, and then the next one, they'd perhaps dig um, maybe five feet down. So they don't actually reach the second coffin. Okay, okay, okay. And then right. they then have the ceremony. And for a lot of people, a lot of people would be oblivious that it's one coffin going on top of the other, but there's a very good separation in terms of dirt between the two. Yep. And, of course, without being too morbid, because I have been involved in exhumations when I was in forensics, yep. you know, the coffins do tend to uh, decompose, mm-hmm. and at a certain point the earth obviously becomes a part of the coffin uh, because the, the lid will sometimes, particularly if you're near a water table, uh, the, the timber will become very, very soft and eventually right. it, will, it, it will collapse. So it can be very difficult to actually differentiate um, between you know, all the uh, humus, which is um, a scientific word for dirt, mm-hmm. but it sounds really cool, humus, <laughs> um, not to be con- confused with homos, which is a magnificent Middle Eastern um, food. Would you say that the consistency of a broken down coffin near a water table and a very fine hummus would be similar? It could be, depending on the type of timber they used. And the type the of coffin. chickpeas used, yeah. And, yeah. you know, and, and yeah, whether it's a coarse or, or fine hummus. Um, and, 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 you know, let, let it be known, listeners, that I love hummus. And I love humus. And I also love humour. And humans. And humans. Here and speaking, the lesson. Yeah. And speaking of humans, Paul. <laughs> yes. FYI, mm. Paul and the listeners, I'm going to um, I'm going to attend um, university. What? And uh, I'm going to be studying um, philosophy. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm not joking. What university? Hopefully, Sydney University. Oh no, go UNSW. It's my it's my Paul. Uh, my my grandfather went to Sydney. He he was a lecturer there. Yeah, but I went to UNSW and I'm closer to you genetically. Yeah. Well, we'll see what unis have, what courses they. I also, Dad. I also took some philosophy classes over at UNSW, and um, and it was a great university and a great faculty. But mm. if I've, if you're if you're serious about going I back am to serious, university, Paul, and, and you're the first, you together with all the listeners, yeah, they the listeners, which yeah. I regard as an extended family, uh huh, they heard at the same time you did because you had no idea, did you? No, you're going to be fucking insufferable. First year philosophy students talking about Derrida's the door. It's it's just the whole thing. We can we can do a <laughs> yes, philosophy but, but episode. But I will later. actually open that door. Sure. I mean, the thing about tutorials in uni, and anyone who's been to uni will know this, is that it's a bunch of people sitting around, <clears throat> basically trying to talk over each other. You get dad in there. He's just gonna. I mean, having said that, you will be plugging the book and the podcast nonstop. So have at it. We have so many messages to get through, Dad. So let's power on this is a follow-up from Samantha Beck, who sent in a message last week um, about about offering to have uh, her grandma just taken uh, in the ute, if you recall. The, the funeral director didn't understand her family's black humor, mm-hmm. um, and it was basically about Samantha's grandma. So Samantha has a follow-up. After my post the other day, I spoke to my mum about it. She then went on to remind me what happened when we finally got her ashes back. My grandma was a one-eyed Collingwood supporter, so we thought she would like to be scattered on their training ground. 
Once we all got there and tried to open the ashes, we couldn't. There was a cap in the top we couldn't get out, so we had to walk to the nearest cafe to get a knife. The look on the girl's face when she realized what we were trying to open. I mean, you're never going to give that knife back, right? Like, you can't use that to spread your smash davo. Finally, with the ashes open, back on the ground, Collingwood theme song playing, I tried scattering them. It looked like kitty litter. Every time I took some out, they blew straight back onto me. It didn't matter where I stood in relation to the wind. I was covered from head to toe. Black dress ended up gray. We all ended up crying with laughter, not sadness at the state I ended up in. Fittingly, as we were finishing, some Collingwood players turned up for some training and must have thought we were a bunch of weirdos watching me running around in all directions to get out of the ash. Sweet. Very sweet. Isn't that great? So nice. So I mean... (sighs) No, well, let's regard it as hallowed ground in terms of AFL supporters, I imagine. Yeah, you get to the... I mean... Now, where was she spreading it? She went to... Where did she... Hang on a sec. Oh, okay. So, their training ground. If you're a Collingwood fan, that's that's hallowed ground. I mean, if you really <clears throat> wanted to push the boat out, I guess you could try and spread... Like, throw the ashes around in the G. Mm. But I, I'm just thinking, Dad, if you are a Collingwood player... Um, first of all, I'm a Carlton supporter, so boo. Secondly, if you're a Collingwood player and you trip and fall mm. on someone's ashes, mm. I mean... Is karma, that, bad karma. It's a bit bad luck, you think? Mm, don't know. But here, 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 Paul, you know that you know how I alluded to the fact that Dana was an ideas person, Dana, and also yep. I've, I've said sometimes that you're an ideas person, not necessarily mm-hmm. great ideas. Yes. But you know that I actually am an ideas person? Okay. You ready for this? Now, this yep. should give the, re- the I was going to say the readers, although they are readers because of the mm-hmm. books, but and listeners, some creepy insight into how my brain actually works. Now... With rugby league, back in the early days, they would have um, generally a, a small person, not, I mean, a young person. Yep. Not necessarily short in stature. Okay. And they'd run on with a little bucket and they would give the football player um, some sand. And, the, and they would, with their hands, they would form a little mound. And they would place the ball. Have you ever seen that happen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It used to happen. So are you suggesting that... First are you of all, a mind I, reader? Yeah. So you're suggesting that uh, fans of the sport in question... Yes. ...could have their ashes used no, to, well, well, to place perhaps, the ball in yes. for the kickoff? Well, what, well, for the kickoff, but they don't do a kickoff in AFL. They bounce the ball. Yeah, they do. Which is weird. It's great. Uh, it's like basketball. It's beautiful. But can you imagine if the family got to have the ashes in a little bucket, a member of the family would then carry that little bucket out in front of 60,000 people, Hmm. or in today's case with COVID-19, no people, just a bunch of cardboard cutouts, which is a really weird concept. (laughs) Yeah. Hot. Um, can, can you imagine, just quickly, can you imagine if you had a state funeral now, right? Like, you know, like a full-on state funeral, like Gough Whitlam has died again, mm-hmm. typical. And then he's uh, he's basically, you go to the, you cut to the live feed of the cathedral or whatever, you know, the basilica, whatever big, big mm, church yeah. where it's happening. Yep. And they've got the same thing that they have with the AFL, right? They have the... Empty stands, but mm. the but they've just piped in the murmur of an implied crowd. Mm. It, it wouldn't have quite the same effect because you can't pan across. Because I remember watching the royal wedding, you panned across the crowd and go, "Oh, I know that person. I know mm. that person." Tom mm. Hardy's asleep, right? So, mm. but you can't pan across empty pews while the speech is going because it's just, I mean, it's haunting. But I mean, you 
were at a funeral, you were at your father's funeral last week, how many people were there? Probably the maximum number, around about 100. And how many people do you think would have been there if COVID hadn't been a factor? Um, maybe 50. No, I'm joking. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Um, look, difficult to say, Paul. Um, but lots. Lots. Yeah, yeah. lots of people. Okay. So, so the numbers are, are definitely affected, with, without a doubt. But, yeah. Paul, if we can just quickly come back to my little scenario. Sure. Um, the guy goes onto the field... Mm. presents the, the football player with the little bucket and I guess the football player would have to be in on it yep. and, and be sort of fairly reverent. Although when you look at the faces of these guys that are about to kick a goal, hopefully. Uh, and also, what's the Ameri- you know, in, in American football, I mean, that's a huge thing, isn't it? And I mm. think they use like a plastic, like a little sort of support to put the ball down yeah, and then they, they run back and then they run and kick it. With the view of kicking a goal, obviously. But imagine if they actually used to make the mound the ashes uh, of the deceased. I mean, that's a die-hard fan. Yeah. And I think that person... I mean, it's difficult to sort of imagine what a pile of ashes is thinking, if anything. But prior to them being ashes, um, in their wishes, they could have perhaps said, look, I'd like to be used to have the ball put on my little mound... And then some, you know, big burly football player comes along and kicks the crap out of the ball. Mm. It'd be really nice if he actually scored as well. And the family are in the uh, in the uh, stadium, sitting, or their cardboard cutouts. 
are sitting in the stadium, uh, not necessarily sitting, but being however they support them, propped up, and they're at home watching and probably crying. Uh, probably for two reasons: a that they're not there, and b that you know of the significance. So, what do you think of that for an idea? It's, I mean, it's. I think it's unique. It's unique, yes. And it but probably it, hasn't been done before. But if you, if you were to talk to people about what people have done with ashes, oh, my my lovely mum, yeah, uh, I'm I'm actually picking up Dad's ashes, um, maybe tomorrow. Oh, way to bury the lead. What do you mean? That's a big that's a big deal. We should have led with that. Are you? Is that a? How does that feel? Look, I'll let the listeners know how I felt next week. Okay. So I'm a little bit kind of creeped out about it right. in a weird way. I'm just feeling a bit. But again, I might be just overthinking it. Yeah, sure. But I am going to be... You recall, the listeners will recall, that I used to drive um, pairs of hands back to the lab? Yes. So this is going to be driving a box with my dad's ashes, which is going to be... I'll strap them in Yep. Uh, because I don't want them going everywhere because that would be a bit of a... I mean, imagine that. Can you imagine? Th- thank you so much to Samantha for those fantastic messages. I... I really love that your grandmother, in a way, in a way, got to be part of her team's kind of legacy. And that's I think lovely. That's, that's really cool. And we've also had some people reach out with their own really lovely farewell stories after you shared the story of your dad's funeral last week, Dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is from Lee. Listening today about the funeral. Thank you, John. You explained things beautifully. When you mentioned your mum and sisters waved until the hearse was out of sight, it brought back memories of my nan waving, holding her arm because she was embarrassed about her wobbly underarms until we were out of sight and my dad used to wave at the window like you. And now when we leave or when someone leaves our place, we wave until the car is out of sight, as do our kids when we leave. At my dad's funeral, my uncle stood and took photos through the whole service. Dad was the first male lollipop man, school crossing guard they are called now, in Queensland. That was 30 years ago. And all the crossing guards from his area stood up with their stop signs and made a guard of honour as we How walked lovely. out of the service. Oh, Jesus. God, that'd, look, that actually... That's beautiful. That's really sweet. That's really, really sweet. Imagine if they uh, had a stop-go sign. Right. And, and they then the... they kept doing the stop, then go, and stop, go, stop, go, and the hearse kept just going forward, stop, forward, stop. That would actually be quite funny. I mean, and then you could, like, stop halfway through the service to let children cross because that's just, you know, that's just what they do. I think that's one of the nicest that's things. That's lovely. That actually, um, yeah, that made me feel nice. Um, yeah, it was good. That's That's touching. That's great. Thanks, Lee. And uh, another one here from Bron. My husband's best friend died a few years ago and he really loved fishing in the Murray. So David got the idea it was only fitting that Pete got one last ride in a tinny and we drove through his little suburb and passed his house on the way to the cemetery. It was a true celebration of his life. So I think, yeah, they whacked his coffin in the back of a little like a little boat, mm, a little I motorboat. Saw, I've seen the photos. It's, yeah, it's on, brilliant. it's on our Facebook page. It's brilliant. So it's I've just, never ever seen that done before. It's um, so lovely. It's so, so, so nice. Now, Dad, we got a really great question from Brad a couple of weeks back. And this question has a question for each of the four of us. So, you, me, Mum, and Tegan. Now, Mum's at work today, so we'll try and answer that question later on. But how about we rattle through the list and I'll get Tegan in here to answer her question. How does that sound? Fantastic. Okay, here we go. Hey, John and Paul. As a plant operator, I'm looking forward to hearing the audio as I work, as I thoroughly enjoyed the first book. I have a question for everyone. One, John, in your time at the funeral home, did you also attend deceased estate sales of the people you took care of? 
Well, that is an excellent question. <clears throat> now, I I wanted to mm. buy antiques off estates. Uh, and in the funeral industry, bearing in mind that I had two antique shops and was a professional firefighter and God knows what, Yeah. often I would go into the most beautiful homes to help arrange the funeral and I would sometimes be distracted by the treasures. But I was, even though I may have been tempted to leave a card, um, I didn't. Okay. I made sure that I that I just never sort of mixed the two because it would have been super uncool. Having said that, that uh, and I did make mention that the... Uh, the matriarch of the Kinsella family yeah. um, dynasty, she did have a, a very, very large pair of what are called Mary Gregory vases. Paul, get ready for this. Listeners, get ready for this. I mentioned the Mary Gregory vases that sat in this beautiful, majestic fireplace in this mansion that was sort of the the private residence within the grounds of Kinsella Funeral Homes. Uh-huh. And I coveted, I admired, I wanted, I... I nearly worshipped these vases. They were super, super rare. They were museum quality. And eventually, over a period of years, Joan Kinsella actually one day said, John, I'm happy to sell these to you. Now, I bought those vases. I took them into a very famous antique dealer in the city Mm -hmm. and he bought them off me. So I did a transaction within hours and, and, and did very, very well. Now, last night... Oh, I was offered by a lady close by a pair of Mary Gregory vases. This morning she wrote to me just before we started this podcast and said, I accept your offer. So I'm going to pick up another pair of Mary Gregory vases, which is um, only the second pair that I've ever bought in and my life. And the last life. one was, yeah, okay. And here okay. we are talking about the funeral industry mm. and that happens. Now that's, that's, that's I think that's amazing. It is. Okay, I've got the second question here from Brad. Paul, have you thought of doing more long-form podcasts with your dad or are the rabbit holes too deep? The thing is, if I kept talking to dad, we could go for hours and hours and hours. I think one of the things that dad and I have been considering doing, and this is more just me testing the waters with audiences, I used to do a long-running and I think pretty well-liked gaming podcast called 28 Plays Later and I did it with my friend Chris Straub and we toured around the States and we did lots of live shows and all kinds of stuff and we had a really great time, great following and uh, Chris had a kid and work stuff got in the way but one of the things we used to do occasionally was get dad on the show to review video games. So I would give dad a download code for some weird little indie title and dad would play it And then he'd come on the show and he'd talk about it. He did it three or four times and it always went down an absolute treat. And one thing I said to dad was, hey, as a side project, why don't we revive that podcast? But it's like, okay, it's like a book of the month club. Once a month, dad and I review a video game together. It has to be thematically linked to something on the show. So it has to do with, you know, it's got to be police related, fireman related, funeral industry related. I don't, I don't care, antiques related, father and son related, but it has to tie in somehow to the themes that we deal with on, on loose units, but it would basically be loose gaming units or something, you know, or 
Paul and Dad, you know, it'd be, yeah, it'd be basically a gaming podcast. So if you're interested in hearing me and Dad do like, you know, one hour long monthly book club style video game reviews, like a father and son reviewing video games, let us know because I think it'd be fun. Question three is for mum. We're going to have to skip that one for now. But question four is for Tegan. So what I'm going to do is bring her in to answer this question for us. Tegan? Yes. Yes, Paul, it's Tegan here. Oh, wow. Tegan, you sound different. Yes, I know. Oh, no, there's someone coming into the room. Oh, it's the real Tegan. God damn it, your ruse is rumbled. Tegan, we've got a question from a listener here for you. Oh. Okay, here we go. Okay, the question from Brad is, okay. Tegan, of all the different career avenues you've taken, which do you feel has been the most rewarding personally? Oh, gosh, that's actually a, a really, really difficult question to answer. Most most of these avenues have had something brilliant associated with them. You know, you talk about Whovians and it's definitely the Whovians crowd, that community that I'm a part of. Sport, in the world of sport, I got to see some incredible shit and work with some of the most amazing people. Nicole Livingston, you know, Jason Dunstall, people like that. Writing is making me the happiest of all right now. I'm writing a book and I'm writing scripts that are just blowing my mind. And then when I act, I get to throw things at people in character. I mean, it's just, oh, it's so hard to choose. But um, basically what I'm learning from all of this is I really need to pick one. <laughs> Thanks, Brad. I'm going to go and lie under a rug now and really, really, really um, dissect my life a bit. Yeah. Just have a long, hard look at yourself. Thanks, Dick. Now, Dad, we have to finish the show now because we're going long. But listen, you mentioned before the show that you had a joke you wanted mm, to tell. Yeah. Look, I don't want these jokes because I am a very, very accomplished joke teller. Did you know that? Um, A simple no will suffice, Paul. <laughs> the pause spoke volumes. Thank you for that. Uh... Paul, okay. you haven't heard this joke before. No. I haven't. No, which no, is making which me is very worrying. nervous. No, I understand. I get it. And if you worried? No, just tell I just tell just tell the joke. I want to hear okay, it. Okay, cool. So there's a guy, his wife's given birth to their baby. So he goes to the hospital to visit the baby. Yep. And he says to the matron, Can I go and see my baby? And the matron says there's been a bit of a problem. And he says, Look, I can handle anything. And she said, Well, the baby's born with no arms. He breaks down cries inconsolably but he gets over it and he says my baby's got no arms i can live with that can i now see my baby and god the matron says there's been, there's been another problem oh god the baby's got no legs and he breaks down he bawls he works through it he processes it no arms no legs he said i can handle it can I now see my baby? And the matron says, well, there's been another problem. <laughs> have, you, have, you, have you heard this joke before, Paul? No, it's no, keep going. a fucking ripper. So no arms, no legs. He said, look, I can handle it. And she said, there's been another problem. <laughs> it's got no body. And he breaks down. He balls, he processes it, gets over it. No arms, no legs, no body. Can I... I can I can handle that. Can I please see my baby? She said there's been another problem. <laughs> it's got no head. It's just got a pair of ears. He said no arms, no legs, no body, no head, just a pair of ears. And he he just breaks down, but eventually he comes good. And he says to the matron, "Can I please come in and see the pair of ears?" And he goes into this 
beautiful room, and there, sitting on the pillow, are a pair of ears. And he's so excited. And he says to the matron, Can I please speak to my baby? And she said, Oh, there's been another problem. Your baby's deaf. <laughs> God. Paul, it's a joke. Wait, that's the joke? Are you serious? That's- <laughs> that was the punchline, Paul. You never... Paul? <laughs> Jesus. All right. That's one of my better jokes. Let me <laughs> <get it done. laughs> oh, my God. All right. I think that's probably... That's enough for this week. Right. That's Paul, enough. It's so great working with you. I, <sighs> Mate, I really... I love working with you. Likewise. I Dan. have got such a... Fucking great. I, I, I mean, I get so many things about... I mean, this morning I got the most beautiful message from a guy just about father-son relationships. Um, Ends 15 was... Now, what's Ends 15? Was that a the title of a podcast? I don't know. This guy says, Ends 15 was one of the best hard-hitting episodes for me personally. Out of all them, funnily enough, I've listened to Paul for years on the Jays. For those people that don't know, Triple J. Oh, Got on to Loose Units as one of my first podcast series, have lived an extensive life, and the way Paul and yourself display your fantastic relationship has been a huge factor in repairing my own problems with my father, and has been and will be a beautiful example of how good a father-son bond should and will be. Best of luck to you both. Look forward to each cast. Oh, fuck. How good's that? Oh, that's the, that's the nicest. Isn't that a lovely way to end the uh, the episode on that's so that's so nice yeah. and thank thank and you I, for all of so just thank- look stoked to do this Paul and I truly am really happy to be with all the listeners it's great it's so great we'll see you very very soon for another episode of Loose Units have a good weekend everyone and we'll see you soon bye bye even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.